0: Hello, hello, my Let's Keep It Real people. Happy Love Month. That's right. It's not just Valentine's Day. It's Love Month. A time to let that heart open up even more to friends, family, significant others, spouses, kids, strangers on the street. You can feel the love in the air. That's what February means to me. And speaking of love, I love you guys. I love your support. I really appreciate all your help and guidance. I'm booking down new keynote speeches and people are really helping me with that and reaching out to me. So mucho, mucho, mucho gratitude. Also for those supporting me with my books and my journals and my latest kid journal, Recess to Reset. Ah, it's off the charts because of you guys. It's all word of mouth. And I love that. I love my clients, my individual ones and my corporate ones. Please keep them coming. It means so much to me when I get referrals because it ends up, I love every single one of them and I love working with them. And I get to do these podcasts and meet the most awesome people like this next guest, Tom, I mean, Tom Antion was on my program twice within a short period of time because it's never happened, I shouldn't say never, but rarely happens. His audio wasn't coming out. So I brought him back on and this time I said, we're doing video and audio just in case. And he's just so awesome. Such a source of knowledge, no matter where you in, where, where you in, where you're in, where you are in your business world, he's going to have some little tip for you to make more income or passive income. He's just amazing and fun and just an all around great guy. Let me tell you about him. He says this, he has never had a job. He's an internet multimillionaire, guy next door and founder of the only licensed, dedicated internet marketing school in the country. He's the subject of a Hollywood documentary, The American Entrepreneur, premiering spring 2022. You're going to love this. You're going to want to share this, which we so appreciate it. Like, rate, and subscribe. Enjoy, my friends. Thank you so much. Until next time, toodles. This is Let's Keep It Real with Sandy Joy Weston, your weekly dose of positivity with awesome stories and guests from all over the world. It's an opportunity to learn some great new things and expand your mind. We'll tackle topics from all areas of life. And as always with Sandy, the sky's the limit. Hello, hello, my let's keep it real people. Well, you know, I like to do what you want. And you said, Sandy, we want to see the people more. So here he is, the guy I've been telling you about. Tom, welcome, Tom.
1: They might reconsider after seeing me, <laughs> I don't know.
0: No, <laughs> they knew. Not you gotta at be all. careful what you wish for, right? <laughs> all right, we're, let's talk about keeping it real. This is the second time Tom and I have done this because his audio, for the first time I think in five years, did not come through. All we heard, Tom, was see. Whoa.
1: I ruined it for you, didn't I? <laughs> no, you didn't.
0: I think the gods met. They need to see Tom. All right, let's start with it. One word to best describe your past 30 days. What would it be and why? And we don't care what it is. Dogs. Dogs. <laughs> okay. So just, so you know, I just want to back up there a second. We're going to go with dogs, but people usually pick an emotion to best describe them. Like it was peaceful, aggravating, you know, exciting. You pick dogs. So what I'm gonna, emotion. I'm going to pick yeah. it again. All right. So what emotion <laughs> does dogs bring to you? We're going to get in there
1: absolute love and, uh, adoration. And, uh,
0: there and, we go. Uh,
1: yeah. So, so, so yes, yeah, you know, the old thing, dog spelled backwards is God. So these yeah. are uh, animals that, uh, love you unconditionally. One of my favorite pictures that I keep on my computer is a homeless guy with a, a big dog hugging him under a blanket, you know, and that's the, that's all they had for each other, you know? So, so the dog didn't care if he was homeless. You know, so, so, yeah, dogs uh, <laughs> the dogs are dog great.
0: Didn't <laughs> he didn't know any different. He's always yeah, yeah,
1: he yeah.
0: Wild <laughs> pack.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. All right. So let's tell them a little bit about that. Because I think you rescue dogs. That might be. Well, I have,
1: you know, one of the things I do is make my hobbies tax deductible. And uh, so that's two different things with dogs. One is I have a protection dog company on the side. So German shepherds that can turn you into Swiss cheese in about five seconds if they felt like it. And then I've rescued, you know, hundreds and hundreds of dogs. I have a rescue husky in there right now that's just a little ball of love. She just, she'll jump up daintily, turn sideways instead of putting her paws on you so that she can put her paws on your arm so you can hug her.
0: Oh.
1: You know, so, oh. so, and uh she's so funny because the german shepherds are one kind of breed but then yeah 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 when it's when it's uh when we come in on our last thing for the day and it's dinner time i say dinner time i better not say it too loud though sir so, <laughs> so, yeah oh. she goes <laughs> oh she's a Rusky, you know, so she howls. <laughs> So uh, yeah so they're just great they're just so uh, wonderful and uh and uh, if you uh, if you're good at knitting, I got plenty of dog hair. You can uh, make sweaters. Oh my god! Don't, e- don't
0: even. <laughs> I know, I know. I love them, but we, well, I have only one dog right now and five cats. Oh, well. every day uh, it, it, it's a whole party, you know. Out we there.
1: used to we used to have Bichons, which are hypoallergenic and don't shed. Oh, uh, so that would so, be awesome. Yeah, well, I, yeah, they're wonderful, but uh, the problem with them is. Everybody thinks they're a poodle, so you take the dog out, and everybody says, well, "What a cute poodle you have!" Well, they're not poodles; they're Bichons, and the dog get complexes. We <laughs> got to get the doggy psychiatrist. So, so I started a website called I Am Not a Poodle dot com, oh,
0: and I raised
1: did. funds for uh, Bichon rescue. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, well, I like the way you went with well, that twenty four thousand dollars. Right. <laughs> was it you or the dog that had the identity crisis that's what well, i want to
1: know well i love that thing when i see on bumper stickers that says uh uh for rescue dogs like who rescued who <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah yeah exactly yeah. exactly yeah oh so this is weird just before this i i didn't know what to do there were two dogs outside you know two young dudes walking their dogs one dog got off the leash and start attacking the other yeah. dog
1: dangerous yeah
0: and ran outside, but by then, other guys had been there to help pull off the dogs. But what are you doing in that case? Well, there's
1: there's uh, certain methods. I mean, if you don't know what you're doing, you just let them fight it out because the dog bite is really bad. really bad.
0: Yeah, really so bad. One they're, okay. Me- they're okay.
1: Yeah, one method is you can uh, come up behind the dog and grab its back legs, almost like a wheel, lift them up like a wheelbarrow. So they're totally... Oh off balance and they, they have to worry about not falling over and they quit biting. And then another thing is, is if a dog's coming after you, you do anything that you possibly, I mean, you have to have the guts to do this to an animal. That's usually you love the animals, but you distract them to the side. Like if you had a newspaper or anything to get them to go mm-hmm. this way, and then you try to kick them in the ribs and knock the wind out of them oh. so, uh, uh, so that they're oh. not bite. even if they do bite you, it's not going to be as dangerous as bite uh, yeah. yeah So i mean it's, it's, i can't believe
0: it. i was just, i knew how much you love dogs and i was like where's tom i don't know what to do yeah. <laughs> yeah, I
1: mean, it's, so.
0: and the owner they were scared and the good news nobody was mad at each other he realized the dog had gotten off the leash and what is he supposed to do you know
1: yeah well this is this is bad and uh, i have uh, one of the guys that works for me his neighbor uh his pit bull almost killed my buddy's child uh you know bit him uh right here and um it was a level four bite when level five is death and there's a three-year-old kid. And then the neighbors mad at my buddy because they the animal control put the dog down. So there's and I I contend there wouldn't be any dog shelters if there weren't for a hole owners.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why
1: that's why you don't go to dog parks. You know that there's well, first of all, regular owners are crazy enough and don't take care of their dogs, but real psychos are throwing cheese balls with razor blades and, and nails in them at nighttime to kill the dogs during the day. So Wait a don't minute, go What to parks
0: dog. are you going to? <laughs>
1: no, you just don't go. It's just too dangerous. And plus even then, like I said, the regular people don't keep control of their dogs, and then one Attack from a dog can ruin the other dog's psyche for the rest of its life. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah it's it's uh, you got to be careful about who you associate with, with their dogs.
0: Well, I take hikes <laughs> with my dog every week in Valley Forge Park. And so far, everybody's just licking each other. Yeah. So oh, that's good.
1: That's good. are good. good. You mean yeah. the hikers or the dog? The hikers. <laughs> oh, good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <wondering>. Just <laughs> to clarify. The hikers
1: are <laughs> licking each other.
0: Yeah. It's a love fest there. It's a, yeah. a love fest. All right, so before we move on for the dogs, I do want to ask because last time I was wondering, did you ever train the dogs, or is it your company that trains the dogs?
1: Well, I, uh, after five years of doing this, I've picked up a lot, but I'm not a professional trainer. So okay, so I okay. I okay. basically run the website, bring in the leads, take the orders, do all the paperwork and all the gotcha. money stuff, and then pass it on to the trainers because uh, it's really uh, for protection dogs. I mean, they have. Uh, the reason they're so expensive is because you have to have the right temperament for the dog and a high level of training because they can do so much damage. So, so putting those two together is, uh, is difficult. I mean, people call all the time and say, well, Hey, I got this dog out. Can you train it to be a protection dog? Mm. Well, I don't know. I, I, mm. I tell them, Good point. Well, let's, let's say you had two, two boys in your family, two young boys. And one was riding his bike and falling over and scraping his knee and laughing about it in the front. And the other one is playing the piano and the violin and cries at a moment's notice. Which one's going to be, a, you know, a, a professional boxer or fighter you know, <laughs> when you grow up, you know? So I love that story. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. I analogy. Mean, yeah. We got dogs that would be just happy if you were getting attacked to hide behind you and eat treats while they're seeing you get attacked. They're hiding behind you, you know, but and you got other dogs that'll kill everybody. So you can't have that killing all the neighbors, you know, so it's, it's a, it's a little bit of a balancing act there. So finding a dog with the, the professional fighter temperament, but still mm-hmm. doesn't eat all the neighbors uh, yeah. is, is why it costs. So much.
0: <laughs> we have a big dog. I love this dog. He's a Husky with those beautiful blue eyes, mm-hmm. but man, he's strong. <laughs> it's order called a demon. Oh. And he's the gentlest dog, but I think you think maybe the word demon because all the kids say, "Oh, there's demon," and they go like, "Yeah,
1: right.
0: he's so sweet and yeah. gentle." That's you know? the way this
1: uh, rescue husky I have is of just yeah. uh, just gentle, just once. But she's a runner. That's the problem. She. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. He's a runner too.
1: She. Yeah. One second I look away, she's across the cul-de-sac with the landscaper guy jumping up for hugs from she never even met. So, so I have to watch her very close, but uh, she's a sweetheart.
0: Yeah. Demons in love with my cats. Figure
1: that. Ooh, that can be
0: dangerous. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, (laughs) let's segue in because I got a lot of questions last time before you came on and I didn't get to them, you know, about business, the thing that you make a lot of money with Mm -hmm. and that you're really good at. And you started it saying about how passionate you are with the dogs, but then you turned it into a business. Is right. that lucrative business for you or is it one of your charities?
1: It's just, no, that, that is a sideline business that's profitable. You know, the dogs start at $20,000. So, you know, the, the ones I got in here is 50,000, uh, depending on the level of training. <laughs> so, it's, yeah,
0: it's like well, horses that, right? <laughs> well, it's,
1: it's, they say it's uh, the bullet that you can withdraw, <laughs> you know, you can fall back. And, but we only, uh, we're only we low volume, doing a couple dogs a year, so it's not a, a major thing for me. But but the big picture of this for the, your listeners is to make your hobbies tax deductible. So I didn't start out with a dog business. I started out getting a protection dog and then seeing all the enormous amounts of money it took to take care of this and keep it trained and everything. And so I said, I'll just make a business out of it. And uh, I've done it with loads of different things. Like, like I have the dubious distinction of being the largest person ever to create and star in a tennis training video <laughs> i'm a tennis nut it's called fatso oh god <laughs> oh, yes god. you have a you see the trailer of the video of me playing tennis and eating pizza at the same time <laughs> and so i'm a tennis nut and so Guess what? At my tennis club, Roger Federer is not there. Nadal is not there. Sharapova is not there. It's just the big fat butts like me there trying to beat the younger kids. So so I created this tennis training video and now my ball machine. And I I interviewed some of the the most famous tennis coaches and the trip to California, all tax deductible because I sell this uh, thing. So so you can put up a a world-class website for 150 bucks. And so you can take whatever your, whatever your hobbies or your family interests are, golf, tennis, camping, soccer, whatever it happens to be, put up a cheap website, and you, can, you don't have to make a product. So you can do what they call sell affiliate product, which means you promote a product that somebody else has created. And if they buy it through your link, you get a commission. Yeah. Well, guess what? That's money coming in. That's a business in the USA or just any developed country that's how it Mm. works so you can make your hobbies tax deductible i have a thing called brutal self-defense based on the fact that i've been in gunfights and knife fights and i had a nightclub and bikers trying to kill me and so i'm very skilled at self-defense so i started a a self-defense website so um and then any more training or videos or you know training that i get is tax deductible but i can still make money on on that and help a lot of people a lot of things i do help others too like like the dog rescue and uh, oh absolutely and everything so it's it's a very uh, of win-win kind of thing
0: yeah tom
1: yeah i think (laughs) (laughs) she must be getting deep here when she uses my name
0: yeah I feel like some of my friends and mentors have called you and said you need to be on Sandy's show because after I saw. Well, first of all, while I had my health, no, you need to
1: be on your show twice.
0: Yeah, uh, twice. (laughs) Right. Uh, Ah, part of my plan, part of my master plan. Really, it was perfect. But we had so even when I had my health clubs, my part would always be like, let's do this practice, do this product. We could, and I. I didn't, you know, I wasn't about that. I was like, no, this is it. And then I sell them in 2019. And I have this great outlet because I've been doing podcasts for 10 years and I do speaking engagement. And yeah, I have books, but you know the profit margin yeah. books. But I have no other products up there. And so people keep saying, what the freak is wrong with you? You do all these yeah. podcasts, you guest on these podcasts. And yes, you're a coach in this, but there's no other products. And I thought about it. When I had my health club, I had built the business. So it was passive income. Like I didn't really mm-hmm. have to be there that much. What is wrong with me, Tom? I mean, I'm missing all these opportunities.
1: You, your body fat percentage is too low. That's what it is. That's...
0: <laughs> I think my clients would say hey, that, but we'll go see, with that.
1: See, uh, but whenever I'm on a fitness thing like this, I always say the reason I look so much younger with my boyish face here is because I keep my body fat percentage up, which smooths wrinkles out. It so does. you never look old. It does. <laughs> so not, not, maybe not the best advice. No, all but right. I
0: want to, you know, there's something to be said there because when I'm really lean the way I like to look, my face looks uh-huh, rocky. Yeah. And what is it all about? It's how you look on social media, isn't it? <laughs> so. I got
1: to tell you, I live in Virginia Beach, Virginia, and they have all these uh, crazy stores down at the oceanfront. Health food and stuff. Mm-hmm. I go in there sometimes. The people that come in there look like they're ready to die. <laughs> they look like they're they look they look just haggard and everything. Yeah. And they're buying yeah. these vegan cookies that I think my recycling bin has tastier stuff in it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, how old are these people, though? Like, let's just get a grip. How old? I
1: don't know, 15? I don't know. (laughs) So what's wrong with you? All right, so I'll play therapist here. You have to uh, take the stuff that's in your head and get, which is enormous. Plus, you have enormous credentials, you know, looking at naked guys in a locker room and pretending like it's nothing when you were for the flyers. By
0: the way, half the listeners are like, what the heck is he talking
1: about? (laughs) You were, That's
0: another podcast. When I worked for the Flyers, let's just segue right,
1: right. out. So, she, so she was uh, did that. You you uh, were on uh, what television as the fitness person. You got all these Ooh, good memory,
0: dog. Good memory.
1: Yeah, yeah. and uh, and then you have enormous knowledge in your head that needs to be in a saleable format, other than. Uh, you personally coaching people, which is great, but it's a finite thing. There's only so yeah. many. It's not passive in income. It's yeah. Not passive. Yeah. So, so you have to get things. So, so I wrote a book one time, uh, four hours, an ebook. And I was at a, I remember it vividly. I was in a layover at McCarran airport in Las Vegas. And as of this morning, it's brought in $3.68 million and anywhere from five to $15,000 a month. I love you. And you say, boy, does that sound like BS. All right. Well, let me explain how it works. So I mentioned earlier about affiliate stuff. Like if you, yeah. you know, make a yeah, website yeah. Wait, and you make Wait, I'm taking major notes
0: so people don't okay. yell at me anymore. Okay.
1: All right. So the next level up of that is called a residual affiliate program. And what that means is that I recommend a product or service to somebody. And when they keep buying it, I keep getting paid. I only recommend it at once, but I keep getting paid as long as they keep it. So this book taught you how to, uh, all the benefits of using this certain piece of software, but you couldn't get the benefits unless you bought the the software through my affiliate. Some people have uh, kept buying it for 15 years. So
0: brilliant. Brilliant.
1: It's it's just the way it works in my world. You know, so, uh, you know, this stuff is available to people. I mean, and what's funny about the pandemic is I've been preaching working from home. I've worked from home for literally 45 years before the internet. And and the pandemic comes along. Oh, you can work from home. I didn't know that. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: yeah. Well, the other so, companies had to catch up.
1: You yeah. Know? Right. So, these kinds of tools are available to you online and being digital, especially. I've been selling ebooks since for 22 years now. So it's not a, again, nothing new, but the profit margin is 97%. What other business on earth sells products that are
0: 97% profit? Nobody. Yeah. All right. So, so oh, I did do an ebook five years ago. That oh, counts. There you go. Or well, what did you do? <laughs> did you sell it? <laughs> give it away? Wait a, a minute. It, did I sell it or did it, did give it, away lead, did it lead to something? Right, bigger? Forget I even mentioned that moving forward.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, all books should lead to something bigger. That doesn't mean they're just sales letters. But they yeah. should always lead because the a book is a, only a fi- small, small, finite place. So the book should lead to something else, like an affiliate program or some other program, or to convince people of your depth of knowledge. So they yeah. hire you for that. But, but uh, online courses would be a next level than an ebook. And you can put that together for about one hundred and fifty dollars, and basically you're locking off web pages until people pay, and then when they pay, they get access to the material. It's a membership site, is basically yeah, what it's called. Right? Yeah, yeah. And there's a site. there's a I can't think I don't remember the name of it, but there's membership sites on everything. There's there's one on embroidery, all right, which I have no i nothing no connection to embroidery. Yeah, twenty thousand members at $10 a month each, $200,000 a month for freaking embroider. Those
0: people are tight.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And they give them one pattern per month. But what happens is, is once you get that many members, you're you're building what's called a community. Yeah. yeah. I got, I got expert friends that teach community building. And uh, once they have friends and seniority in this group, they're never going to quit. And for 10 bucks a month, there's no it, it doesn't affect anybody. But when you add it up, that's $200,000 a month, $2.4 million a year for embroidery. Stuff. And then inside, they also have affiliate stuff for embroidery machines and supplies and all kinds of stuff. See, so so uh, this stuff is all available to you, but you don't have yeah. to think that big to start. I mean, you know, you can start on eBay with no website, you know, and clean your basement out at the same time. <laughs>
0: You know, I think that's it. I, I, a lot of the people that wrote in their different questions, most times it thinks they think it's overwhelming, you know, like it's not them. They're not entrepreneurial. That's for other people. But the things you're describing, you know, you don't have to be an Einstein to do.
1: Well, let me tell you about eBay. OK, I was an eBay power seller for a long time. I don't fool with it much anymore, but because you have to do physical products, which I do mostly digital now. But uh, I, can, I grew up very frugal my dad came from Syria on a cattle boat as a little kid and grew up with nothing. And, you know, as I grew up, it was always, uh, you know, to this day, I can't brush my teeth and leave the water run because I hear my dad saying, don't waste water. Don't waste things. You know, So I grew up very frugal. So I buy off of eBay and offer up is another one. And uh, Facebook marketplace is all stuff where you can buy stuff local, but eBay, I bought this tool from this guy and he would happen to be local. So, I go to his house to pick it up and he's got a beautiful house. He's got a half a million dollar motor home out front and he comes dressed very nicely to the door, invites me in to go down to his shop in the basement to buy this tool. Great. Okay. I go down the hallway, go down the steps and Sandy, everything up to this point is normal.
0: (laughs) Okay. Okay. I'm going
1: into the shop and I look over to his basement on the, uh, the, the ceiling of his basement. There are hundreds hundreds of ladies bras hanging from his seal <laughs> <laughs> and i'm thinking oh my god oh. he lures you in with the buy a tool it kills you hangs your underwear up on the ceiling i don't know what to think thank god
0: you're a male at this yeah. point you, you, yeah. if i was a female i'd be yeah. freaking out
1: <laughs> yeah so i'm watching this guy like a hawk and i go in and i buy the tool and we're talking like nothing's happening these hundreds of bras hanging so, on the way out, of course, I walk behind him because I don't want to get a hatchet in the head. I said, I got to ask you, what's, what's all these bras hanging there? He says, oh, my daughter goes to all the thrift stores. She knows all the people and the, she knows all the sizes and she repairs them and, and cleans them up and sells them on eBay. Oh, that's interesting. $200,000 a year. She makes selling used bras on eBay oh my.
0: and who the freak wants somebody else's bra.
1: Well, the, you know, I don't know that either, but all <laughs> I can tell you is that, uh, my mind is then spinning like, oh man, I can't do that idea. If I hung around the bra department at thrift stores, they'd call the police.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but, but the uh, funny part is the guy doesn't even think twice that he's bringing it yeah, in. I know. He
1: something
0: <laughs> right. Weird.
1: <you> yeah. know? <laughs> he's so happy. His daughter's making a fortune. You know, yeah. so there's all kinds of things, but even without a there's a, there's, there's sites called, um, uh, one is called Zazzle and the other one is called, uh, I forget what the other one is, but, uh. But Zazzle is a place where it has over a million products, t shirts, mugs, hoodies, tote bags, everything on earth. And all you do is you create a graphic that goes, or a saying, like a funny t shirt saying or something, Mm -hmm. and you upload the graphics. And then you can pick any one of these million products and build a store for free. And your graphic is displayed. The product doesn't exist until somebody buys it. It's print on demand for all this stuff. Genius. Yeah. And so you don't have to have any technical skill other than to create or, or pay somebody to create a, the, your graphic or your funny sayings or something. And then you upload it. You build your store. And you get a seven, you have no inventory, no shipping, you don't have no merchant account, they collect all the money and you get a 17% royalty on whatever you sell. And then if somebody buys something from another store that came from you sending them over there, you get 10% of what they sell. And you have nothing, no, nothing. All right, but just collect the Wait,
0: wait, I got it right. (laughs) So...
1: Dazzle, yeah, i write
0: this down. Wait, people, yeah, we gotta, I can't to think listen. of the
1: other name. There's another one that just like it Cafe Press. That's the other one, yeah. Cafe,
0: I came up with a short and I just did it for my girlfriend t shirts. And they know everyone knows I love trees, so for just my group, we call them the woo woos. I had t shirts made with a tree on, and on the branches were hung little red and white wine glasses. And it said, yeah. Trees make me smile, and that's oh, great. You-
1: You could take the tree,
0: has the wine glasses. Come on, that's genius.
1: Exactly. (laughs) But you could, but the next level is take that graphic, build a store on Cafe Press or Zazzle, and put that graphic on everything you can find. You know, they got hoodies, they got onesies for babies. They got, I mean, there's over a million products. They got thongs, they got dog shirts, you know, everything.
0: Beautiful. So, Tom, the big question is here were you always like this? Were you always having that entrepreneurial mind, even as a child? 10 years old.
1: Yeah, 10 years old. I started uh, all kinds of side hustles. I was selling advertising specialties door to door. Um, When I got old enough to drive, I was selling encyclopedias, winning awards for that kind of stuff and uh, taking scrap copper to the that I, my dad would bring home from jobs and cleaning it up and taking it to the scrapyard for money. Yeah. Always doing something to to make
0: money. Yeah. I bought my
1: first used car. I I sold my first used car at 15 years old before I even had a learner's permit. (laughs) (laughs) My, the guy, a guy I knew took me to the auto auction and they had a 1963 Corvair. I don't know if you even ever heard. Oh,
0: I had a Corvair. Oh, oh, Corvair.
1: yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, uh, and it had, the body was falling apart, and nobody wanted it. I, got, I paid $20 for it at the auction, got it home, fixed it all up for another $20, did all the body work, and sold it for 200 and I thought I was rich. Right? I wonder if <laughs> you
0: sold me my Corvair. I, I could wonder. have.
1: I don't know. <laughs> what color was <laughs> Those
0: it? Those things, hydroplane, I just want you to know that. They, they are had def- a
1: pancake engine. Ralph Nader, of course, loved them. You know, he's the one that came out and said, they're going to kill you.
0: Oh, my goodness. Yeah. All right. So we get that you've been this way at birth, but I still see there's opportunities for a lot of people out there who might even have full-time jobs. They, they don't have to do this full-time and work from home yet. Don't quit your day job. It could be their side hustle. Absolutely. Yeah. Right.
1: I t- my, my goal with, with my students, uh, and many of which are working regular jobs and, and building this on the side, is to make it too expensive for them to go to work. In other words, they build up this side hustle until the time they're putting into it is more valuable than gotcha, gotcha. going to work. See, okay, because okay. when you create a piece of intellectual property, like an ebook or an online course, you do it once and you sell it over and over and over again. Now, my whole thing is work, get paid, 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 paid. When you go to work, you, get, you mm-hmm. have to show up and then you get paid, hopefully, and then you go back and then mm-hmm. some big company buys them out and then they kick you to the curb you know so 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 that's the way
0: it happens yeah
1: you're you're in control and everything that you do pays off on and on and on i call it like an insurance policy for your family like i was in a hunting accident and it would have been such a great story had i gotten shot right but no i fell on a log and i perforated my intestines i'm in intensive care for two Money is pouring in still from all these things that I have going. See? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Uh, we call it we call it VRE, virtual real estate. And you don't yeah. have to go kiss butt on a banker to get a mortgage to build yeah. a $150 website.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been a great story if I got shot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you Oops. just gave me a great idea. Get I shot. Uh, yeah. No, You're no. in
1: Philadelphia. <laughs> that should be easy. <laughs>
0: Funny. <laughs> no, I don't want to go to the Not digger. funny. Not funny. <laughs> uh, all these people I meet that are brilliant marketers like you, I could do trade for thirty days and promise them that I will get them mentally and physically fit, and vice versa, and and they'll help me with developing some of my products.
1: Give it a shot. Is that yeah? But you don't really need help. You have it all in your head already.
0: Speaking of failure. Have you had businesses that have failed?
1: Oh, yeah. Please Anybody. say yes.
0: Please say yeah. yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The uh, I'm not going to take the blame for it, though. Uh, the, the The thing is, I in the 80s, I had the lar- second largest nightclub in the state. And I was that seven sounds like eight- a success. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For a while. And it was, well, of course, this is where all the gunfights happened. And I got out alive, luckily. But but
0: um, did you get shot? Uh,
1: I did not get shot but it so uh, was a which, damn
0: good story if you did I know it would
1: have been a better story then but uh, but what the, the the interesting part was is remember this is west by god virginia all right so I had gone to college on a football scholarship I was outside a college town with this giant nightclub and so the two gunfights that we had there there was only one sheriff and one state police for 300 square miles all right?
0: so so OK, uh, so Quiet, the, sheriff,
1: the two the two gunfights we had, the sheriff comes out the next day and he says, hey, Tom, I, had, I heard you had some excitement out here. I said, yeah. He said, anybody get hurt? I said, well, they didn't hit me, but I haven't seen those guys. So he sits there for a second. He says, all right, be careful. That was it. That was the whole investigation of the two shootings. <laughs> yeah. OK, So yeah, this is West West by God. All Virginia. Right so um, I don't this know, where were usual. we going with that? Where were we going with that? We are
0: talking forget. about how it failed and right now. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. So so seven days a week, six years, I got four days off a year on my way to being a millionaire before I'm 30. And then uh, the drinking age went from 18 to 21, wiped me out. I lost $400,000, lost everything. You know, you come to a dead night, you know, you knock out 75% of the people, the rest of the people say, ah, it's dead tonight, we'll go somewhere else. And so the lesson here, though, is I was lucky to get out alive after 100 violent encounters with bikers trying to kill me. But the, the bigger lesson is, is that my dad told me, you don't screw over people. We came from a small town, 500 people in my hometown, mm-hmm. and we lived in the suburbs. Right? So it was the sticks. And uh, everybody is still 500 people to this day. It's, it's Claysville, Pennsylvania. And it was named after the, the, yeah, it's clear on the other end of the state outside of Pittsburgh and in, um, never heard of it that was named after the famous statesman Henry Clay but he didn't actually sleep there his horse just took a dump there on the way through and that was good enough for us <laughs> so, <laughs> so forward so, all right so anyway you did what you said everybody has common sense I swear you know I'm not into politics but I could take any farmer from our hometown and make better decisions than politicians make because we have common sense. Yeah, and, okay. uh, and we, we bottom line, it matters what we do. So um, when the nightclub went under, I owed a lot of money to people, pizza ovens mm-hmm. and supplies and all this stuff and the mortgage and the vehicles and everything. So I went to every one of them mm-hmm. before I was delinquent in anything. And I said, look, you know me, you know what happened. I said, you give me enough time. I'll pay you off. I won't go bankrupt. You know, I just refused to screw over all these people yeah, that had yeah. trusted me. And uh, of course, they didn't have much chance because I could have gone, back. <laughs> they said, OK. And so I paid them all off over time. So, so that's the lesson. You've got to protect your reputation at, at all costs, because I could go back to that town today and they'd say, that's the guy that didn't screw us. So that's the, the lesson from there. And uh, and I don't know uh, this. And the other lesson is don't buy a biker bar and try to change it. <laughs> <laughs> for okay, some reason so everybody
0: out there was yeah, thinking of that. Like.
1: Yeah, so for some reason they just didn't appreciate my efforts to turn it into this nice place. <laughs> so, so uh so that was uh that was a long time ago but uh, a lot of lessons came from it.
0: But since then, all these other businesses that you've been doing online, have they all been successful or they're All the now?
1: businesses have been successful, that doesn't mean every project was successful. And the, mm. the beauty of it is though, is because it's digital for the last 20 years, you have very low risk. Because I mean, if you have Microsoft Word on your computer and Adobe or an, an ability to go file save as PDF, right, <laughs> with that amount of technical knowledge, Stop you it. you just created a business. All right, you just created a piece of intellectual property that yeah. sells for the price of a normal book. You know why? Yeah because of instant gratification. People can download it instantly, day or night. I had a, a, a thing for nine years that sold $42,000 a year. It was called how to, uh, instanteulogy.com. So it was the people that had to go to a funeral and give a eulogy, and so I wrote a book on how to do it when they're distraught and crying and upset. And uh, yeah. Where, where did you come up with that one? Well, because I'm, uh, I made my first fortune online and spelling pu- public speaking stuff. So anything that was related to public speaking. So that was one thing. And then we do a thing we call upsell. So you want to add something to the sale when they make the first sale. Well, I already had this other set of books that brought in $72,000 a year for nine years called How to Make a Wedding Speech and How to Make a Wedding Toast. And I thought, man, that's not going to be a good upsell for the eulogy book. (laughs) So so, so I sat down and I said, okay, I'm going to brainstorm. It took me a couple hours. I brainstormed 101 nice things to do after the funeral as the upsell for the eulogy book. So they bought the eulogy book. Okay. and then uh, this other book said okay take the, the the family kids out to the movies to you know calm down to make food for it just do nice things uh, for the family after the funeral and so that that's uh, was an upsell to the original sale so so uh, but all these things there's no there was no risk in it if I had, if I'd have had to pay five thousand bucks for yes. the website and thousands of dollars for the book yeah. to be created I wouldn't have done it but when you could, at the time, the, the website cost $15, all right? Uh, and the uh, the book costs nothing. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So, so there's no reason not to do it.
0: That's what I love about this. I love about mm-hmm. it. There's not a huge risk up front. It doesn't exactly. work. Bob and we have another direction.
1: Exactly. And even if, so, you know, I have 25 books to my credit. One major publisher. Here's uh, probably one of the classics that colleges use sometimes for it's on public speaking wake them up business president
0: I love that
1: yeah and the rest are all ebooks and probably two or three of them sold really big like the 3.6 million one uh, that's that's an outlier but the rest of them sold tens of thousands of dollars but there was no printing no books in the garage no nothing mm. uh, so and, and the ones that didn't sell that well can still be used as bonuses and giveaways yeah. as you know, for other purchases. So
0: yeah,
1: uh, yeah, it's it's a very very low risk with potential really high returns.
0: You know, you could be one of my affiliate programs because I started in April doing a circuit speaking at colleges. I could take your wake yeah, up book.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So uh, so uh, there's just all kinds of methods that you can. I mean, we're just we're just touching a fraction you know, of the I know. potential. You,
0: you, I basically it's like brainstorming to just get people to think in this. Yeah, direction.
1: The, the hardest part is to pick what to do and the second hardest part is to swim through the scammers. You know, that's why I have a TV show in development in, in Hollywood called scam brigade. Yeah. <laughs> so because, uh, it's rum- a scam? yeah, yeah. There's so many people lost their homes. I mean, older, they attack older people a lot of times yeah. and uh, 120,000 people lost their homes from just one Nigerian uh, lottery scam, you know? So, so there's a lot of scammers in this thing. So it's the, to, to you know, somebody that can't make their car payment is telling you how to get rich, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, and, just, yeah. and they're really good at writing copy and making you feel like, oh, this is great. And and I, I have a saying that you can take some dog poop and pour sugar on, on it all day long. Sandy, it doesn't turn into candy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've heard an- <laughs> it. Little- <laughs> <laughs> things like that but never quite yeah. like that.
1: <laughs> yeah so so uh, they could take anything and tell you how great it is and then once they get yeah. your money you know what are you can do so so you got to be careful with that but if you just keep the costs low yeah. and create things that you can sell over and over and over again digitally you know the 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 potential upside is enormous.
0: All right. Before we wrap up, I got to get this one question. I didn't even get warmed up yet. What are you talking about? Oh, my. God, listen, okay. <laughs> I'll bring it back on. I'll pretend it didn't record. All right. Okay. Listen, <laughs> before we go into the end, over and over again, people were asking me, and I saved it to the end. Okay, great. Now I know, but how do I draw people to my website? And this one young lady said she spent so much money. In ad, and it just, she feels like she got scammed. Like, it was just overwhelming. And it, yeah, it looked like she made a lot of money selling her, her book, mm-hmm. but she spent way more in ads to get draw people in.
1: Okay, a couple of things there. First of all, if she got a database of people out of it and even lost money on the front end on her ads, she can sell those people, since it's in her email now, she could sell them over and over and make it up on the back end. That's one thing, okay, cool. uh, if, if she had gotten the database. But online advertising is really an, uh, a science and a, a art and a science. So you really have to learn what you're doing. See, the, the big companies like Facebook see you coming if you don't know what you're doing. For instance, yeah. if you uh, put a budget in of $3 a day, okay, and okay. things start working, oh, man, this is great. I'm going to up my budget to $20 a day because I'm making money. <laughs> they see you coming uh say what happened what would have happened there is that for your first budget they put you at the best places with the highest greatest people that respond to ads and then if you if they see you raise it from 3 to 20 they know you don't know what you're doing no professional would ever do that we might Watch go up a couple perc- uh, maybe to $5 gotcha. after 3 days gotcha. and inch it up so they see you jumping your ad up and so then they start putting your ad at every crap place on the face of the earth that nobody ever responds. Mm. Take your money mm. knowing that they don't care if you disappear there. They want the people to have a hundred thousand dollars a day budget for pennies or yeah. JC pennies yeah. or something. See? So, uh, so you really have to learn what you're doing. However, there is one place that's a super, two places that are super bargain. One is, YouTube in-stream ads. These are the ads where you can click the skip button. All right. Most people don't know if you click the skip button before 30 seconds, you you don't pay anything. You don't Mm. have to pay anything for the ad. Now there's no reason to have an ad less than 30 seconds because if they get to the end of the ad, if it was a 15 second ad and they got to the end, you have to pay. So don't do it before 30 seconds. And then in the first five seconds, you have to grab their interest. And because they have to watch the ad for five seconds. Correct. And another thing is you don't say, click the ad, click the link in the description. That's crazy because your ad is on top of the other person's video. So you're telling people go down to the other guy, and click on his stuff to forget me. Right. You say, click on the link in, in this video. All right. yeah. yeah. And then they give you a. Um,
0: and I've seen that. You're right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, and then they also, if you pay attention and the default look at YouTube above all the related videos, you get an extra banner that even if they skip your ad, your banner stays up there for a while to get another chance at. So those are the, you have to know these kind of things to, to keep the cost down, but you can, uh, I've had as low as four cents per video view, so you can get loads and loads and now it can go to a buck and a half if you don't know what you're doing. So Yeah. And you also do what we call split testing. You, you don't just put one video up. You put 10 videos up, different angles and different offers, and you watch it like a hawk, and you stop the ones that aren't working and leave the ones that are working. Because yeah. some people just put up stuff, and they don't know what's working and what isn't, so half of their money is getting shot with stuff that's never going to work. So there's a, there's a whole bunch of stuff to learn there. But we concentrate on paid ads now because – if you know what you're doing, by tomorrow, you can tell if something's working or not. If you you try to go with search engine optimization, six months later, you still don't know what's going on. And if it did work a little bit, Google turns the dial on you and then you disappear off the face of the earth and six months have gone by. So paid ads are good, but you really have to learn what you do.
0: But you also don't have to, again, put in a huge investment.
1: No, if you know what you're doing, because the more clicks you get, the cheaper ad the ad is. A lot of people don't know that either. So I did not know that. They're rewarding you for having a good ad. So if you get an ad that really people really like, they're making more money and they reward you by giving you cheaper cost per click. Mm. If you get an ad that uh, used to be Google wouldn't even run your ad if nobody clicked on it after a while. But now they just raise your cost per click out of sight until they finally throw you away. So the better ad that you more targeted the cheaper it is so that's how you can get the four cents or four or five cents but if yeah. you mess mess up it could be a couple dollars per view and you don't want that, that that's too risky
0: i mean i know their heads are spinning because this is so <laughs> much information but great information even if we just locked into one of these you know we could just make the broad
1: idea that could make you
0: rich <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! And when people right. ask
1: me, you know, you're you're into fitness and everything. When people ask me how much weight I want to lose, I say I just want to get down to a B cup.
0: <laughs> I understand that, though. <laughs> I do understand that. Okay. <laughs> all right. Tom. Normally we do rapid fire here, but haven't because... we been doing it? No. no, no. But it's Love Month. You know it's Valentine's in February, so I just call it Love Month, and you will be going out in Love Month. So I thought we would end on advice from your relationship that you can give us and how to have a successful relationship. So we're going to end on that one. How about that?
1: Okay, so so you're pro at Home Depot. They have these construction dust pans. That are like a dustpan, but they're like this wide, enormous. The advice is: don't give that to your girlfriend for Valentine's Day. <laughs>
0: yeah. All right, so let's back up. Have you done that?
1: Yes, <laughs> as a joke, of course. Oh, as a joke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but uh, no. My advice is: is you you want to live at least three hours from you know. So I, my girlfriend has been with me 21 years now. And so you live at least 3 God hours bless. away yeah. and then you see them once every 6 months like clockwork.
0: And then they don't get They're sick just, of you.
1: Well, no, you never argue, no nothing, they are always <laughs> happy to see each. <laughs> uh,
0: I can I ask a personal question here? Well, Jen sure. Why not? Is she happy with this arrangement or she just thinks you're so awesome she's willing to put up with it?
1: Well, uh, the personal part of it is, is she's, uh, her mother is sickly and she's taking care of her mother. And that's, that's probably the main thing is, is she's very, very close to her mother and she lost her dad from a heart attack. Suddenly uh, like no Mm. notice. And then she was at my house here in Virginia beach one time when her, um, her brother had been abused as a child by the neighbor and her brother hung himself. Oh, God. So, so, oh. so, so she's very uh, family oriented, and, uh, mm-hmm. and I take care of him, um, you know, from afar as best I can. Yeah. So it's a, yeah. it's a, uh, it's a, a long distance uh, kind of relationship, but uh, it'll, uh, it'll change eventually. Um, oh, but I, I, gotcha. but, but I had a, um, uh, I heard a comedian say the other day he had sex for two hours. He and his girlfriend were role playing doctor and nurse. And so he was in the waiting room for two hours and 58 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: love that. I was like, where are we going? With this? <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, I get the story of the family and all that, but this has been a 21 year relationship. So it wasn't always long distance.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It always was. always it was, but the mother is like 87 now. And so yeah. she's been sickly for long time and uh and gotcha. uh, the daughter is just a very sweetest, dedicated loving kid. person that Aww. uh yeah you know, that is hard to tell what would happen and the, the mother's been a better mother to me than, than my my own mother was so yeah so yeah. um so yeah i'm uh perfectly uh fine so with you're, it. you're a big
0: teddy bear aren't you tom well
1: i i take care of people my i remember my dad it's funny, my dad was married to my mother for 57 years. Well, he was married to another lady for 20 years before that. So he was married 77 years. <laughs> I haven't made it 77 minutes with him. No, no, no. <laughs> so, and, what's, what cracks me up that the, nobody in the family ever even breathed is he had a big tattoo on his chest of his first wife's name. Did <laughs> and so, and he didn't get, ever, get it removed? No nobody one, ever mentioned. No, nobody removed stuff in those days. <laughs> Giant tattoo.
0: That's so messed up. I can't tell you. I, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I would want that. <laughs> <laughs> whatever yeah um so there's
1: my pit of- don't folks don't take any advice from me on this
0: yeah, i don't know where no no i mean because the
1: thing know. about the dustpan that's a good good, good right. idea.
0: no but you're being kind and generous and there's a lot of love going on in there. Okay. That's enough of the love fest. <laughs> Tell us where they can find you because you were talking about your coaching programs that you have for people.
1: Yeah. So, so I want to give them something. So uh, I have a book on how to automate your computer and your business. If you're in business, if you're not, it still will make you go faster. It's got stuff on your cell phone. You probably never heard about. And so uh, you can go to screw the slash automate free to get that book. And then if you're interested in uh, my high-level coaching program, it's greatinternetmarketingtraining.com.
0: All right, my let's keep it real, people. I think you are going to say top Start the recorder
1: now. Start the recorder now. Oh,
0: stop it. (laughs) You're too funny. We would really appreciate you sharing, liking, rating, and subscribing. It means so much. And until next time, you know what I'm going to say. Toodles. Thanks for listening. Be sure to share and subscribe if you enjoyed the show. And remember, keep spreading the positive.